Michael and Heifert present This Week in Horror. I'm Sickle, and we're Sickle and Efrit. We're the Unhallowed Reviewers, and we've got some uh, festivals to review. Yeah, so we did, like, basically we had a week and a half of just covering festivals over the last week. And so I think we're just going to mash them yeah, all together uh, and talk about all the stuff we saw. Um, we'll, we'll make sure to let you know like which festival. We'll do them in order, probably, but... Um, you'll know where we're coming from. This stuff will probably either be on the circuit or out soon anyway, so you should be able to see it sooner rather than later. But let's just start off with Mile High Horror Fest and talk about what we liked and what we didn't. So, I know at Mile High we only saw two movies each, uh, or one movie each. Um, so we didn't see as many movies at Mile High, but we saw a lot of shorts. So, I think out of the movies at Mile High, I think, uh, probably wasn't a huge, huge fan of either of them. Like, I liked them, but I think that they were probably weaker than all the movies. That, they were the, weaker than even the weakest movie at Telluride or Telluride for me. That was Brain Freeze and Two Witches is what we saw. Brain Freeze yeah. was a movie about plant-based zombies, which was kind of cool. It was unique. Um, but it just was kind of like a watch-it-once-and-done type of thing. And Two Witches was a movie about... It's like two stories... Two Witches? Yeah, it's basically just about Two Witches. It's two stories about... <laughs> One about a witch is in different generations of a family and stuff they're doing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I felt like the there were some good scares in Two Witches, mm-hmm. but I can think of some scares that were better in some movies at um, Telluride. And uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to catch uh, Brain Freeze, but um, yeah, I, I felt like I felt like if I'd have seen Two Witches at Telluride, I would have been like, oh, cool, that was a nice break from the slow, a lot of the slow burns that I saw, but I technically got that break um, in Telluride with something else that yeah. I would argue is probably a little bit more intense, mm-hmm. but um, especially coming from, like, if, you know, coming with, like, a, anyways, well, we'll dive into those, but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did like Two Witches um, in the frame that it tackled the, like, evil witch side of things really well, um, which I don't think happens a lot anymore, because I feel like the evil witch is generally set aside for, like, uh, Disney home movies, like, made-for-TV movies from Disney. Um, And so, like, to see ones that were, like, really brutal um, was a breath of fresh air for that particular uh, horror character. Or type, I guess. And that was two witches you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I felt like I felt like it had some some pretty good moments um, in it, and and a, a few good things going for it. I I didn't care for. I think we both didn't like the second story as much as the first. Um, yeah. I felt the first story was carried a lot better. Uh, it's almost and, like they were directed by two different people. Yeah. Yeah, there's a different feel to them, it feels like, and, and I, I just was not, I, I don't have much, uh, <laughs> I don't like it when the villain isn't uh, intimidating, and I felt like the villain in this first segment, the antagonist in the first segment, uh, was way more intimidating than the second one. The second one felt like a spoiled child that was 
waiting yeah. to get her way, and I'm, that just doesn't appeal to me, especially in horror, because I want to be intimidated and frightened by the, the antagonist. End, yeah, she just annoyed me. At the end of the day, I think I like Brain Freeze better, uh, just because it was a more consistently good movie. Um, but the two witches had like a higher disparity of like enjoyment. Like the first part of Two Witches was better than like most of the stuff in Brain Freeze, but the second part of Two Witches was not enough to make it better in my mind than Brain Freeze. <laughs> if that makes yeah. any sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, so let's ju- let's jump into shorts. There's a lot of shorts to talk about at each festival. So I think like maybe we picked two or three that we really liked, and maybe some we didn't. Um, for me, I think my favorite three were Guard Station, Death of the Winemaker, and I'm trying to think of this last one probably Sink. Yeah. And um, my, yeah, and my least favorites were probably uh, Wee Woo. <laughs> Um, weirdo, and, I don't know, psychos, probably. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one, uh, or a, a good point. Um, I, I would say if, uh, my list is pretty similar. Um, I would definitely put, um, I would definitely put, uh, psychos on there. Uh, I feel like it was a little bit too, I mean, if, if it was... I mean, again, it may have just gone way over my head, but it was too artsy for me, and it felt really pretentious, and I don't have enough of an... Like, I have a very big appreciation for what Psycho has done for the horror genre, but I don't need it explored for 10 minutes in the way that it was explored. Um, I feel like I'd rather just go watch the first 30 minutes of it. I take back... um, I take back... What, uh, what did I say? The Snoop? Is that one of the ones I didn't like? I think you said... No, you said Weirdo. S- uh, yeah. I take back Weirdo and I put on Bobby Yeah, because Bobby Yeah was... I didn't even finish it. It was just really dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it was gross. Um, and in no way was it actually entertaining. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, would, I mean, I would definitely say Psychos. Um, I would say, like, probably playing with spiders. Um, and... I actually didn't hate it. Well, actually, and then I think I would say Venus was another one I didn't really like, and it wasn't because there were there were it had some great things going for it, but it also just felt really unoriginal to me. Like it didn't introduce anything new to the sci-fi ar- arena. Like just putting a person's consciousness into an artificial body and her having blades and stuff. It's like, well, I've seen a Alita Battle Angel, and that wasn't original when it came out. So it just didn't feel special, I guess. Um, other than the fact that the, um, considering that it, I'm, I'm sure it was a pretty low budget, the effects work, especially at the beginning, was really cool. Yeah. But. What were your favorites? Um, uh, my favorites, I loved uh, um, While We Stayed Home. Um, I thought that one was awesome. Um, I think The Thing That Ate the Birds was, was pretty great. Um, and that was one that carried over from both festivals. Like both festivals played that one. Um, and then one that, uh, and then I, I'm, I'm with you on sync. Like, I just thought sync was so well done. Yeah. Um, and it, it was exactly what I was expecting it to be and exactly what I wanted it to be. And it was executed great. Just mm-hmm. that, uh, for those that don't remember from our previews episode, um, we, it was basically a single shot above, um, or a single angle, I shouldn't say a single shot, but a single angle, a uh, camera angle above a 
bathroom sink. And the entire story is told from that perspective uh, with, like, no words and everything. And it, it was really well done. Um, and I love shorts like that that are really unique and creative. And um, it was exactly what I wanted it to be. So that one's definitely, I, I would say, my f single favorite thing from Mile High altogether was that short. Yeah, I'd say that definitely the shorts were more... I was more a fan of the shorts than the movies. Um, I think there was a lot of good shorts at Mile High that I didn't that didn't have crossover from for, for Telluride. Uh, Last Chance being one of the ones I really liked. The Sink being one of the Sink Mini ones I really liked. Oh yeah, Last um, Chance was really good. Um, the Nagwall. Yeah, Nagwall. The Uncredited was pretty cool. Uh, it was a movie. It was kind of a cool twist too, because basically this lady is like a movie star. And she's been in some movies, and they show one of her really old movies that she was in, I guess. And you know, there's it kind of goes crazy from there. But it was pretty, it was a pretty interesting twist. There's one called Welcome to God's Country, which hit me really hard because, uh, you know, being below Colorado, you hear about all of the uh, crazy stuff with the federal penitentiaries in Colorado, and like it was, it was kind of cool. Um, I thought yeah, the legend and, and, of Beaver Dam was pretty creative too. Yeah. And secretly, The Last Marriage was like way better than I thought it was going to be. Not my favorite, but yeah. definitely something I would watch again. Yeah, yeah, Last Marriage was great. Um, it was definitely one of those that I love to always, or you know, I love mentioning that um, I love movies, horror movies that use um, horror as the vehicle to tell a human story, and mm -hmm. that one tells one of the most human stories um, of just like dealing with the fallout, uh, you know, a, a fallout in a marriage, and like. It, but in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. So it was, uh, yeah, that one was great. And then I, I was going to mention The Legend of Beaver, Beaver Dam as well. Because yeah. that one was probably the one that made me laugh the most yeah. of the ones at Mile High. Like, I, I was, I, I really enjoyed that one. It kept a smile on my face pretty much the whole time. Clever, Killer Cart was pretty campy, and I enjoyed its campiness for what it was trying to do. Um, and Meow too. let me know that I don't like Ryan, uh, Ryan Kruger. Like, I think I'll probably never see anything that he does ever again. <laughs> so okay let's hop over to you want anything else you want to say about Malha? i'm excited they let us cover it and i hope we get to cover it again next year um i think it's really cool to have multiple festivals in our state that um we can go do and i think that the, the interesting part about these two festivals is there wasn't a ton of crossover in movies i mean we only had two that were in the same festival which is really cool they yeah that was, yeah that... yeah that part was awesome and i feel like they both did a good job of um, I think both festivals did a good job of curating, and you can tell that they put a lot of um, work into getting a variety of different things across the spectrum in both the feature films and short films. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it's been a blast doing both of them. So, yeah. all right, let's move on to Telluride. So, Telluride Horror Show is a little bit bigger, I think, this year than uh, Mile High Horror Show, Mile High Horror Film Festival, and um, so there's a lot more to cover from it. Uh, for example, it has almost quadruple or triple the amount of movies that were shown. Um, so let's just start there. You know, obviously Antlers was there, which is a huge deal. Um, I think it wasn't the, you know, it wasn't the premiere, but it was something that, you know, hasn't been, it's coming out in 10 days, so it was shown at festivals before it was shown anywhere else, right? Which is kind of cool. Um, yeah. That's like one of the first, that's a big movie that Telluride got. Uh, all my other movies you saw, Black Friday, Broadcast Signal Intrusion, Exorcism of God, Let the Wrong One In, Feast, Off Season, Sadness, Sweetie You Won't Believe It, When the Screaming Starts. We basically saw most of them. I think we each have our own favorites, so let's talk about our top three 
uh, of movies we saw and what we think was good and what we think was bad. Honestly, I don't think I saw a movie that was terrible, but I think my least favorite movie was when the screaming starts. And it didn't have to do with the fact that it wasn't very good, it just was presented in a way that it was supposed to compare to like what we do in the shadows and stuff like that, and it definitely wasn't that kind of movie. It wasn't the same caliber, it didn't have the same humor juxtaposed with horror, and I don't think it was um, as good of a film, frankly. Um, it was cool, but I think it's like, you're following serial killers, it's not as cool as following, like, vampires, so you really have to make it interesting, and I don't think they, they, they took enough risks with it. What was your least favorite? Uh, yeah, I actually, um, agree with that one, that's where I fell, um, and I fell there for the, for very similar reasons. I, I did feel like it had this, um, like, what we do in the shadows vibe, but from a serial killer perspective but like you said it's not it, you really have to like it, it your script needs to be pretty much flawless um in order for it to be as effective as that was and um because like you said vampires um like ha doing a documentary style thing uh, with vampires is way more interesting than with serial killers um just in general uh, especially when you're talking about this kind of like dry humor that's like this is spinal tap but with vampires slash serial killers so like yeah. it, it you need that perfect script to and i feel like there were just too many spots where it wasn't hitting the mark in the sense of the humor and also carrying the seriousness of it like yeah. anytime it was carrying the seriousness of it it just felt kind of slow and a little bit boring good, and then yeah. some of the jokes just didn't land a good horror us. comedy either has a really good either you don't know it's a horror comedy because they do a really good job of making the jokes interspersed with like intense horror or it leans super hard into comedy and has horror as a backbone for the comedic plot right or something and um i like like extraordinary it's very much like that where it's very heavy horror or very heavy humor and then it has like a horror backbone this movie was trying to be a horror f f comedy but it didn't have enough humor but also didn't have enough horror. So, I don't know. It was probably my least favorite. You, you see, you think that one was your least favorite over The Feast, though? Yeah, and, and that was one I was going to mention um, that was kind of on the lower end for me. And it wasn't the story, but um, the thing that I've just kept coming back to with it is that um, despite a really good job of, like, building tension and atmosphere and, like, having this, like, really interesting way of, like, revealing um, its... I wouldn't call it a twist, but, like, you know, it's a reveal is very gradual uh, throughout the film, which I liked, but because everything was so gradual, they're just, it just never, even as kills and blood was being spilled at a higher rate, there was, the way it was shot and the way it was performed and the way um, it was, uh, like, it was edited, there was no energy to it. Like, it wasn't increasing in energy and... So when it was over, I was it was there was just this kind of like well I I'm, I don't feel this like sense of relief because the film's over it, it was just there and which is unfortunate because most of it is pretty dang good so I don't want to take away from it but yeah it was just there it, the only way I can describe it is there was just lack of energy that was snowballed there was nothing snowballed yeah I think for me I um for my favorite movies let's let's flip the script a little bit. I think yeah. my three favorites are Broadcast Signal Intrusion, um, Sadness, and I'm really having a hard time deciding between Let the Wrong One In and Black Friday. Um, 
I think at the end of the day, it's going to go to let the wrong one in because I think the humor is a little bit, um, I think it's a little bit better, well, better put together, but I was a huge fan of Black Friday as far as just some kind of stupid horror movie with aliens and cool creatures and death, and it was like a pop beer and pretzels movie for sure, right? The only reason you watch Black Friday is because you're just, like, not paying attention to it, but you are at the important parts, right? And yeah. I would say that it's not like a it's not like a super good festival movie if everybody at the festival is trying to like watch the movie. It'd be like a better like quote along or something to do with like a group of people that you're close with at home over like a theater experience. Um, but the other movies, that's I think I'll land on like the wrong one and broadcasting intrusion and the sadness are like my three favorites from the festival. Um, yeah, do you want to speak to uh um, broadcast signal intrusion a little yeah, bit. So, um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess we can speak to to let the wrong one in too. It's another Irish comedy. So like that and extraordinary, they've been just hitting them out of the park lately. Like Irish comedy, horror comedy. So um, it's got a good cast. It's got a really funny plot. It's got funny jokes. It's kind of campy, but it's it's cool. So that one's kind of standalone. It, it's like I think it's the shining horror comedy of this this season right now. Um, and broadcast signal intrusion was weird. Like, I don't have a good way of describing it without kind of ruining it, but I highly suggest seeing Broadcast Signal Intrusion. It, it was a, it was very down-to-earth, but still really creepy. There wasn't anything... Well, there, I can't say there's nothing supernatural about it, but it's kind of hard to explain what it was. And after watching it, I felt like I needed to watch it again to see if I could understand some of the stuff, and I, but I also at the same time felt like I needed some of it explained to me, which is kind of a weird feeling to have after a movie. But I don't think it took away from my enjoyment of the movie. And gen okay, I'll, I'll be really honest right now. It was a 10 o'clock on a Saturday, right? And generally those are the movies that if they're slow, you tend to fall asleep in. Things like We Are the Flesh and these other movies will play, will play late at night, right? This movie is a slow burn, but I was not falling asleep at all. So that's a really good sign to me. And I think it's uh, going to be one of these movies that people watch and because it's based in reality, but not in the way that it's in the movie. So it's just one of those really interesting films that I think if you give it a chance, you won't be disappointed. And there's some pretty creepy stuff in it. Like, you will be creeped out by some of the things that happen. And it's not because it's a jump scare or anything. It's just the, the manifestation of the broadcast signal intrusions are very creepy. Yeah. And then the sadness, um, I mean, are you going to talk about, is your sadness on your top three or not? Oh, no, go for it. Okay, for so it. sadness is like, while I don't think it's nearly as violent as it could have been, given what we've seen, it definitely was pretty violent. Um, it's something you probably don't want to just kind of toss to anybody who likes horror and hope and be like, you, you'll enjoy this, check this out. You'll want to preface people with it, and it's very, not just violent, but very sexual and, and stuff too, so I thought it was... Uh, you know, kind of on par with what people said. I did think there was a lot of opportunity for them to make it grosser if they really wanted to, but they didn't take that opportunity, which I thought was weird. And there were some discrepancies between, like, what I thought you should saw, show to make it violent and the stuff you did show to, like, was like, why are you showing that? Um, but I also felt like um, it did a really interesting thing with the way that... Because it, it's kind of like a rage virus, but I liked the way that they incorporated the sexuality into the violent stuff, because... I think that makes people really uncomfortable, and I think that's a reason that it's it's one of those movies that I think will just disturb people. It's it's like what Raw wanted to be, but never could get to, right? Raw was a good movie, but I don't think it was nearly as disturbing as people wanted it to be. 
Like, for me, it wasn't. Like, people eating other people. Yeah. Was a huge deal. This movie genuinely had some scenes where I was uncomfortable, which is very hard in general for to happen. So I have to give yeah. it praise because there's just scenes where I was like, oh, wow, okay. Um, and, and yeah. I think that it was kind of interesting to see how everything played out, uh, too, in the story. And I don't want to give spoilers, but um, I think it's worth watching. I don't know that it has rewatchability, though, so that's kind of the downside. But um, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I guess I will give a shout out to Antlers. I do think that the creature design in Antlers is really awesome. I just didn't really like the story. Yeah, um, uh, to the sadness, uh, I, I agree. Like, there was part of, uh, I mean, just full disclosure, part of the reason that I wanted to see it was to see if it could break my desensitization. And, like, because we've seen, we've I feel like we've seen everything. Mm. And when everybody was talking this thing up, I was like, okay, is this, is anything in this movie going to mess with me at all? And it, and there was def, there were definitely parts that mess with me. And I do think that it was correct in saying that like, it's chaos and mayhem and, and violence pretty much from the get go. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that it held just on that alone, like I understand that I think it's hard for, to really, um, get to desensitized horror fans at this point. Um, and without doing something that would be illegal to put on a screen or something like that. Yeah. Like, it's not like <laughs> um, Cannibal Holocaust. Like, you're not seeing it. Like, people just dismember animals, and that's why it's gross. It's, yeah. like, it's got more to it than that. It's worth watching. Whereas Cannibal Holocaust is just kind of, like, meaningless violence. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but, yeah, my, my three um, would be um, Off-Season, um, Exorcism of God, and Antlers. I'm so um, sad I didn't see Off Season and Exorcism. <laughs> they sound so good. <laughs> well, that's okay. I, I mean, I'm, I feel the same way uh, about some of the ones that you got to see. Like, um, it sounds like broadca broadcast uh, um, signal intrusion was uh, really interesting, and and that uh, you saw too that uh, sounded like they were pretty entertaining. And Sweetie, you won't believe it, and let the yeah, Sweetie, you won't believe it was um, another really good one. But I don't. It's just kind of like the Hangover with a, more violence in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the. Uh, uh, off season was it was a great um, Lovecraftian tale, and it was something where you, it was kind of hard to tell that from the synopsis. But there was the opportunity, like you could see it that like, hey, this could be a good look Lovecraftian story, and um, that was basically the reason that I gambled on going to see it. And it was pretty clear from the beginning, which is why I don't feel it's much of a spoiler that it was going to be um, heading in that direction. Um, and uh, in that way, it wasn't. Um, a disappointment, a disappointment at all. I would say that as far as um, Lovecraftian stories go, that the script and acting are very, very good. Like I really liked the way it was executed um, in that regard, um, and the the cinematography I think was pretty good too, and and the directing. Um, I my one downside to it was that I wish that it had a little bit more um, in the use of effects work, um, if that makes sense. Uh, I don't have any issue with kind of keeping it low-key, um, but I really, if you're going to try something, be creative. Um, and I felt like the treatment of the this island's townsfolk, um, that you're supposed to get the idea that they're not normal and all that, the way that they chose to do that, I wasn't a fan of. It was pretty bland, mm -hmm. um, and I wish that it had been more. And But that's my one critique of it. Um, and it wasn't so much that I, obviously, it didn't make my top three it did so um it wasn't too much of a problem but um exorcism of god was probably the most intense one i saw 
Um, I think it had the best pure scares of any of them. Uh, it made me jolt in my seat a couple times. Um, and I want to give credit to that uh, for being able to do that. It also took the Exorcist... Um, it, like, it, it took moments to, like, just straight up pay homage to, like, The Exorcist. Like, with, like, verbatim scenes um, in a couple of times. And, like, it's clearly on purpose. Um, and it's just like, hey, remember... Let's remember where we came from, is kind of what it was saying. And then it goes, and now let's go in a completely different direction. And it, like, took... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was it was a cool idea, and um, it felt, um, even with those homages, it felt very original, um, and uh, it, it had a really good pacing to it. I really appreciated that about it, and I felt like, at that point in the festival, I'd seen a lot of really good movies, but ones that were slower paced, and it was nice to have a little good, like, kind of boost. And ex- like, it was kind ex- of a boost, know, adrenaline frankly, boost. Exorcism of God's description didn't make it sound like it was going to be that interesting of a movie it, or it sounded rather maybe like it was like gonna be a gamble as to whether or not it was like just another exorcism movie or something interesting so i'm super glad that the gamble paid off for you um in terms of seeing something that shook your monotony up i guess isn't the right word but you know made it so you were able to continue moving through the weekend <laughs> yeah yeah no that's a good point because I, I feel like i gambled on all three of those for sure like off season the feast and exorcism of god were pretty big gambles because mm-hmm. uh, i didn't know what i was going into and all three had good payoffs um but exorcism of god which i feel like this doesn't tend to happen where you don't know how much energy one is going to have, mm-hmm. and then it ends up having more, way more energy than you thought it would. Yeah. And that one was... It, it, it had way more than I thought it was going to, as far as, uh, like, the pacing and the energy, and, like, it was moving along, and it's it's something different. Um, and just really entertaining from a horror perspective. Alright, let's um, talk about antlers real yeah. quick, and then we'll move on to shorts. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, so, um, antlers, uh, super cliche in my perspective of it. I mean, I'm not being very original but i just really liked it um (laughs) i'm pretty easy to please when it comes to if you if you have a really creative monster design and it's really really well executed and you give me enough of it uh i'm gonna love your movie and i felt like antlers for me personally antlers delivered on other fronts too um i felt that there was some good substance behind the characters and um i that helped carry it for me and and also the cinematography for like their location in like the small oregon town and i thought was awesome and all of that helped build build for me to the like big reveal with the monster and um and which i thought was incredible so i i don't know i just i really loved it a lot um and i do want to see it again pretty bad mainly want to see the monster again but I, um, I will say that I do think that the, um, I'm with others, that the character development side of things definitely slows it down too too much at times, where you are a little bit like, all right, can we move on, move, move along a little bit? Not necessarily from the character development, but at least from this moment. Like, <laughs> let's move on to something else. Uh, but you would do eventually get, in my opinion, a very worthwhile payoff from that movie. I guess I think in the day and age of ha- shorts having payoff too, like I feel like this movie could have been like the first twenty minutes in the last half and still been just as good of a movie, you know, like for me, because a lot of the stuff they're going through is fine, but 
doesn't matter to me. It never didn't seem like it mattered all that much to me. So, but it was like yeah. I agree, the monster was great. I just didn't care. I just cared so little about the rest of the movie. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the difficulty of like trying to to adapt a short film or a short story into a full length feature, right? It's like like out I think a lot of people. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people would argue that lights out, like all the scares and that side of things, and lights out is really good, but you were drawing out a short film into a full-length film, and so it, it didn't work for everybody. Yeah, it's just like anthologies um, with bad interconnecting stories or whatever, you know? Like, it, it, yeah. it doesn't necessarily... It, it can thrive on its own, but you just kind of fast-forward through the parts that don't matter, but you can't do that in a movie, right? And that's... That's... That sucks, because if you don't like <laughs> that part of the movie, you just don't like the movie, right? You don't just get to ignore it and be like, oh, the shorts are great, but... Like, like VHS Viral... You're like, oh man, the shorts are okay, but the freaking interconnecting story is nonsense. Just don't even. Yeah. You can basically just go get popcorn during it. <laughs> but you can't really like you can't. It's like harder to make that argument for a movie, I guess. And yeah, I really do though think that watching it once for the creature design alone is absolutely worth it. They did Wendigo's justice in a way that I've never seen Wendigo done justice before. So yeah. Um, for sure. But let's move on to shorts, because we probably are already over time, and we're going to be talking about shorts for like <laughs> at least another 10 minutes, so. <laughs> um, I have my, I have five favorites, and then I chose uh, three ones I did not like. Um, so I'm going to go over my did not likes first, to maybe give you a second to kind of sh sh uh, shift shift through what you want to talk about. Um, my first one that I didn't like was Night of the Living Dicks. It, it was, it was, a, it was like, it was okay, it was entertaining, but it it's kind of like you're preaching to the choir. It was like a, a lot about gender stereotypes and gender roles, but you're showing it at a film festival, a horror film festival. Pretty much everybody here is already somebody that's comfortable with the non-norms of society. So while it was kind of entertaining, it was very heavy-handed and it just was like kind of pointless. Um, yeah, I don't know. The uh, practical effects were good, though but it was just kind of something you could probably skip and not have to worry about it. Um, Special Delivery is a, like, is a Hulu bite-sized horror short, and it's like one of the worst ones. It just has no point. The only part that's good about Special Delivery is at the beginning where the guy's like, do not open the box, and he says it like 90 times and then falls through <laughs> and says it again. That was like really funny, and then the rest of it's just like dumb, and it doesn't make any sense, and it's just not a like, good payoff. Um, the final one yeah. I had that wasn't very good was The Shadows in the Darkness, the the screenshot looks awesome, and that's that part of the sh movie is is okay, but it's just like, I I I think this is cliche. I think I'm looking for the word cliche. It's very cliche. Um, it the only things that were really interesting about it were, the fact that you have this crazy shaman witch thing that's trying to get this lady, but there's no, like nothing told about why, and that's that's fine. I guess it's a short, so you just kind of make assumptions, but it's also not a good short. I think I'll just leave it at that. You can watch it if you want to, but it doesn't... It's just kind of stupid. Um, so, yeah. What do you think about ones you didn't like? Uh, ones I, wa I wasn't a fan of. Um, Dragon Blue, uh, there wasn't necessarily anything wrong with it for what it wanted to be, but it wasn't what I wanted it to be. Yeah. I guess, if that makes sense. Like, I was expecting it to be just this over-the-top, hyper-violent thing. I don't know why. That's just what I was imagining. Um... But this looked, it ended up being more like a high school project, which 
it may have actually been, I'm not sure, or if it was just purposefully filmed that way. And to me, it's like, well, the, like, the charm of that wears off kind of quick for me. Um, so it, I wasn't, I don't know, I wasn't as entertained by it as I wanted to be. Um, I, Imaginary Portrait, I was not oh, a fan God. of. I almost put <laughs> that one on mine because I was like, this is, there's so many places in this that are stupid. And it was in, I think the part <laughs> that got me about it was it was in the Here to Be Monsters block. And there's no monster in it. Yeah. Like, the monsters yeah. are the people, it, and it's like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, it almost felt like it would maybe it would have belonged in the Suffer the Children block, maybe. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, there was, it, it. yeah, that one was just kind of a disappointment for where it was at. It, it, and, and then I think this one where I didn't hate all of it, but it let me down. I hated um, it. <laughs> which, which, yeah, which was uh, minimally invasive. Oh, for um, sure. Oh, I was really looking, like, it was so close to, like, teasing this, like, really cool, like, monster thing and, like, this really cool, like, um, uh, just, like, kind of, like, good comedic violent gag. And then it just kind of doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And it just was, like, it started out so strong. And, like, I guess I have, you know, I've had, like, phobias of the doctor's office and surgeries in the past, um, you know, when I was alive. Uh, not so much now. But... Um, and so like that, the beginning of it was like really getting to me because I was like, oh man, I'm feeling this whole situation. And then it's got a little bit funny and then it just kind of hit a wall. And so it was, that, it, that one wasn't, I don't think it was even really necessarily a bad short. It just let me down. That's really what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I, I think it did too. I just, I did, it wasn't going to let me down as hard, I guess. I was like, this is, this, it just was kind of like, meh. So yeah, this I is, feel you. Uh, okay, yeah, so this is gonna be this is gonna be tough. I feel like we're gonna have a lot of this, this, a lot so? of similar favorites. I think favorites. are gonna yeah. be kind of different, but I only because uh, actually no, they're uh, yeah. Anyway, okay. I think my first <laughs> one is familiar. I genuinely yeah. jumped at that one, and it might have just been because of the sound, but I thought it was really interesting to see from the perspective of familiar, who's like kind of conflicted about what he's doing like what happens and like if they try to fight back what can happen and i i just thought it was cool and i jumped like three times during it because again might have just been a sound but i think it was just well done uh so uh my next one uh, was smile i thought smile was genuinely creepy and the end payoff is totally worth it it's it's oh man it's creepy any smiling things are creeping out for some reason i guess don't smile at me yeah uh, and the way that one tackled depression. Sorry, I just yeah, had to jump for, in because no, it's sure. not in my You can, you can jump in. I'm, I just like going past <laughs> you and talking about stuff too. Uh, this one I know for sure you probably have on yours is The Tenant. Um, the Tenant had this, had like two really creepy scenes in it. And one of them is like the elevator door closing scene, which was kind of like, <laughs> just like sent chills up your back. You're like, oh shit. Uh and then the other one was, like, in her house when she's, like, dragging, uh, it's like, she hits a table, and, yeah, anyway, I, I, we don't, I don't want to spoil it, but it's, <laughs> it's cool. Um, another one I thought was, like, straight out of, uh, James Wan was, like, The Wheel. It just reminded me a lot of, like, what I think that the, the Crooked Man's gonna be like. It, it was creepy, had a bunch of jump scares. It's just a genuinely kind of scary short. Um, I don't think it was, like, anything groundbreaking, but there wasn't a ton of those just kind of, like, straight, dark, like, running around in the darkness trying to escape horror things like Vicious and the ones we used to saw, like, five years ago. Agreed. Agreed. And my yeah. final one is Beans. It was a hilarious. Beans is, like, my favorite comedy short of this entire thing. 
it's just like a guy trying to open a can of like beans in the apocalypse and the shit that he goes through to try to do it and it's really funny <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um yeah uh, uh the tenant was um on mine for sure uh and i thought you did a great job of describing the best parts i feel like uh i don't know if um i don't know i it made me exclaim and i kind of embarrassed myself in the theater at one point because i like laughed at one part because I just thought it was so well shot. Yeah. Like, it was the elevator scene. And I was I laughed out loud in the theater, and I felt kind of stupid afterwards. But that was just how good that one was. I thought that was really well executed. Um, I agree with the wheel. I think it was, like, your standard, um, I'm going to scare the crap out of you horror short. But it also did an awesome job of that. And it's just so well built. Mm-hmm. Um, Which one, sir? So, uh, that was the wheel. Okay. That I yeah. felt that way, yeah. And then my favorite horror comedy short was Subscribe, I think. Um, I really like that one <laughs> yeah, a lot because it's uh, it's about the final girl trying to uh, load a pistol and so she has to like search it on YouTube and so she has a bunch of problems because of all the you know annoying things that happen the pet peeves that you have trying to work on YouTube or like trying to you know find something on YouTube so uh, it was a lot of fun um, I really liked uh, transfer um, I felt like that was one that could belong in the cosmic horror or the here be monsters block Um and I really liked it's kind of good blend of both of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked the story of it. Um, I thought it was a really interesting story. And then the last one um, was a Sleep Talker. Uh, I thought that was the definitely the scariest of the cosmic horror uh, uh, shorts, and um, I, definitely the best the best paced one. Um, and I think that it was a good example of like even if you're going down this down the rabbit hole of like the stuff that scares you because it, you don't it because it's unknown doesn't mean it has to be slow yeah. um and i feel like that was a good example of that and, and it doesn't mean it doesn't have to be like this really scary like it can still impact you um on multiple levels and that one i think does such a good job of that and i wanted more which i think is a good thing <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah i think generally i mean always we have good festivals whenever we go to Telluride. Uh, Mile High showed up this year, though, I think. It was really cool to cover it. Um, we'll probably be going again next year, so keep an ear out. And if you like any of those shorts, you want to know more about what we saw, let us know, and um, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks for listening. And like, comment, subscribe, and do all that stuff if you, if you don't mind. And then uh, we'll see you next time. See you.